Hey, pumpkins. Welcome to another episode of Copulators Die First. Hi. And as always, our episode contains spoilers. Heavy spoiler content. And if you haven't already seen the film, go ahead and press pause now and we'll be right here waiting for you when you're ready. Yeah. And now, on to this week's episode. Devastated by the loss of their unborn baby, Kate and John decided to adopt a child. At the orphanage, both feel drawn to a little girl named Esther, and as soon as the couple take their new daughter home. But when dangerous series of events unfolds, Kate begins to suspect that there is something evil lurking behind the child's angelic exterior. Hey, pumpkins. Welcome back. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Nick. Hi, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been it's been a hot minuto, yeah. Like both both in podcast world and like kind of in real life, Ugh. but like you know that's fine. Um, I, I know because you've, you've been busy, so annoyingly busy, annoyingly busy, like uncomfortably busy. Mm-hmm. So I think with that we should open up this meeting with a lid. Wait. No, we should open up this <laughs> this this episode with a little gay meeting. So anyway, um, speaking of being busy, you moved. I did. Uh huh. Um, I'm super excited for you guys. Um, how how is the I'm new day? I'm excited. Digs? I'm excited to be done. Yeah. It's excellent. I'm so it's like it's so warm and cozy and like I'm so excited to be done. Like this weekend is like the last of us like moving stuff. Like yes. all of our furniture is in, but it's like, you know, the last of our clothes, like her craft room, you know, the stuff that wasn't immediately necessary for us to make it through the week. Yeah. But like um you know. I've been living on I've been living on delivery, um, which I has been it. great and not great. Yeah. Um, mostly because I have no groceries. Um, I do have a slice of cake and uh, one day old pad thai in my fridge, and I am so pumped. I mean, that sounds like a good a good way to start your weekend. So yeah, I was like, I'm going to start like my new home with like a new happy healthy lifestyle and i mm. have yet to cook here but that's neither here nor there that'll come a, a new this happy weekend, healthy maybe. lifestyle happy healthy lifestyle of cake and pad thai i mean in, in, i mean <laughs> it's it's healthy for your heart but not physically just emotionally i mean not physically no yes thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> um the thing is, 29 for me has been such a colossal dumpster fire that yeah. I'm just going to go out with a bang because, hi, sweaty, I'm knocking on 30's door in the next, um, what is it, four to six business weeks? <laughs> uh, but yeah, te- yes, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so within the, <laughs> in the next four to six business weeks, I will be over the gay hill. Yeah. Um, you're... you're... Your over the gay hill card is currently being prepared for shipping, and it'll be delivered oh, in so four excited. to six business weeks. Mm. Do you get like, um, like when you are over the gay hill? Do you get like a gay ARP card? Do you no. get like discounts on iced coffee? That would be great, but no, 
Um, maybe we uh, should, yeah. I don't know, start a gay RP. Huh? Gay ARP? Is that? Yeah. yeah. Gay ARP. Garp? Garp. I'm into a gay ARP. That seems like an exclusive club I want to start and be a part of. Um, but yeah, no, mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. you have, you have been, absolutely. Yeah. But you have been moving for like the last week and a half and Ugh, you I'm deserve, so case- it's, been, yeah. it's been exactly seven, eight, it's been nine days of moving. Yeah. So like nonstop, you deserve anything you want to eat. So it's fine. Um, and I don't even I don't know. really anything i just like want to be left alone <laughs> yeah i want all of my stuff to um bippity boop itself into where it goes mm-hmm. into where it goes like i don't even want to have to do it like i just want it to do itself gay meeting adjourned do you want to uh get with um, the uh the situation at hand because i found some weird stuff on the internet in pertaining oh, to this movie girl so did i but yes so gay meeting adjourned in summation ashley has moved life is turning around and the sun is coming up and i'm very happy i am making life changes yoga has helped with my back problems but you know you know like when you start using muscles that you haven't for a while and then they get stiffer before they get better that's yes. That's that's where I'm at right now. But I will say yoga is a new practice that I will continue. I feel like the only thing that that's I didn't lovely. mention. Um. So, our neighbors downstairs. We live on like a two-family house, and like it's lower floor and top floor. So we live on the top floor. We have the same entrance door, and then we have our doors into our apartments. Our downstairs neighbors, who are a lovely family. I know for a fact did not put out candy or give out candy for um, Halloween because um, we hear their doorbell when it rings and our doorbell never rang either. So if there were trick or treaters, they would have rang both bells and our bell never rang because I was home all Halloween night and they put out a sign that said, sorry, no more candy. Thanks. Um, And then they like signed it first and second floors. And I was, so I went downstairs later on in the night because I had to go get Arthur from school. And I was like, what type of tomfoolery lie bullshit is this? And it made me a little bit angry because Halloween is special for children. And we didn't get trick-or-treaters mainly because we live in apartment buildings and there's like actual residential areas right around us, which is probably where they're, where they went. But don't don't like loop me into your lie sign about there not being any more candy left because truth be told we did have candy because i bought it for me and arthur because i am a child at heart and we had fun size candy that was mostly for me but that is not the point i would have given it to children if they rang my doorbell so um yeah i agree i'm just like a kind of like a sucker for like cute kids yeah but not in the case of this movie. No. So that was a really good segue. And I promise I'm done blabbing about other things now. So little gay meeting That's adjourned. Okay. Um, let's dig into this uncomfortable film. Um, uncomfortable film. Maybe that's what we should change the name of this podcast to. 
this film is uncomfortable, uncomfortable film. And there's our theme um, song. Oh, before we get too far off tangent again, um, I had a merch suggestion from our friend Brandon J. Oh. From he Brando. would like to see a shirt in our shop that says, mm-hmm. I am more than just my queerness. Did we say that? No, he did. But I was like, that's oh, okay. very on brand. We should. I was- well, I like that idea, but I was going to say, did one of us say something that prophetic? Because um, I would have been... <laughs> I just did. So now it has to be a shirt. Yeah. So I was going to say, like, I'm really proud of us if we said that. But I am... I am... Let me write this down. No, he is that prophetic. And I was impressed as we were, quote unquote, you hauling together. Oh, so the quote is, I am more than... My queerness. It is written down. In two seconds. Also, um, fun little thing about merch. Toil and Trouble just opened their merch shop. Yay! They did. They did. Tori is killing it. Um, she has announced that I am the quote-unquote full-time guest host. Yay! That's fine. I I will also volunteer as tribute because I love that girl. Yes, love um, her. Love her so much. Yeah. I'm so excited that like podcasting has made it so like we're not too old to make friends on the internet again. I know. And like quality friends, not like creepy friends who are catfishing you. Do you know what I mean? Oh, or like creepy friends that like use you for your clout and then like are really terrible people on the internet. Yeah, or like Slenderman, you know. Um, yeah, man, that would fucking suck. Just in general. Slenderman in this general. Movie, this movie isn't about Slenderman. It's not, but um, it's gross. Um, Do you want to know the first weird thing I learned about the orphan? What's the first weird thing you learned about the orphan? That Leonardo DiCaprio is a producer. What? Yeah. Okay. Um, July 24th, 2009. Setting the scene. Yeah. Um, Apparently Leonardo DiCaprio was there. So here's the one question. Yeah, that's weird. I have one question about this film. Okay. You just have um, one? Yeah, well, one <laughs> I have one I have one pressing question and then I have many other minor ones that don't have to be okay. answered per se. So, so give me give me pressing question 1 and then yeah. we will move down the line of subcategories A through Z. Okay. So my one main question that is pressing is um I mean <laughs> In, in in statement, the girl that plays Esther did a phenomenal yes. job for being yes. a child. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate that this will like mark her career as like, oh, she was Esther in the orphan forever. I mean, I know she's worked after this, but that's not the point. Um, all of the scenes, ha- did she do all of the scenes, including the ones where she was trying to seduce Peter Skarsgård because that makes me uncomfortable if a nine-year-old was actually doing that scene oh like you know I don't know but like I really hate it and and like I she probably had stunt doubles because obviously because that's child illegal but like there there are full-on like direct shots in that like weird couch moment that's very uncomfortable and yeah i want to know how leonardo dicaprio let that slide because if that was her 
then this girl is very mature for nine when she made this movie. And also, I'm concerned that that might have been scarring in some way for her. I don't know her personally, but I do know that psychosexual trauma is a thing. And you might not even realize that it's happening until it's already happened. Um, That is a fact. And girl, this movie is like a like a landmine field of that it's yeah it's like everywhere you step there is some sort of discomfort for two whole hours right when like when 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 um vera farmiga is like you know you caught mommy and daddy doing something weird and she's like yeah you were fucking and I was like, and you're like, oh. ooh, I don't like it. Yeah. Um, so maybe. she was born. So she was born in '97. She's my brother's age. Okay. So she was '97, uh, 2007. She was 12 when this came out. So that is still too young. Still, still too, too young, young to be saying the f word. I mean, may, but like, not even like maybe not the f word. Like maybe if you live in a household where that's normal, because whatever. I mean, um, it wasn't my house. Yeah, me, ours too. But um, the other stuff is still like... It's it's foul in my mouth. Yeah, so there's that. Um, my I don't really have any other pressing questions. Oh, okay. But um, I, don't, I, I don't know if in your research you also did research on the quote, true stories behind this movie. I did not. I mostly did it about production and, um, you know, how fucking weird it is for this movie to even exist. Okay, well, how convenient because I did research on the true stories that inspired this film. Of uh, Natalia, the Ukrainian orphan? So there's that story. Which that's I feel the most like popular one. That's the one that is the most current one that kind of uh, inspired us to do this movie. But there's also one from uh, 2007 that is far more um, uh, uncomfortable, question mark. I don't know how to describe it, but it's no bueno. Um, yeah. But, okay, so uh, quick... Quick thing, if you could like recast anybody in this movie, who would it be? Um, Peter Skarsgård. I agree. Okay, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. We are. Because it, it had been like a long time since I watched this, and I was like, oh my god. But I thought this was Patrick Wilson for like a hot minute. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just because of like the fear for me. Yep. Yeah. Which is fine, but I was like, oh, I wish this was Patrick Wilson. Not that, uh, whatever this guy, Skarsgård is, Sarsgard, Sarsgard, Peter, Peter, yeah. Peter Um Not that he, he did a bad it. job, but. No, but he, like, didn't, I mean, and, like, also this, his character is, like, so, like, fucking. He's so bland. Yeah, he's, he's white dead. bread. He's, like, useless. He's useless. He's. He's dead to me. Figuratively and literally. Yeah. Figuratively and literally. Um, so tell me about these orphans because this is it's basically this movie without having to give another summation. That is true. 
I mean, you already gave your dramatic reading of the plot, but um, so there's two main stories and the one that came out like only a couple months ago, mm-hmm. they, they have been marketing as the quote real life orphan because th- this movie had already come out obviously in 2019. Yeah, like 10 years prior. Yeah. Literally. Um, so... Do you think it- Wait, do you think it's all dramatic stunt to re-release this movie ten years later? Could you imagine? They could I? Drum- could I imagine? I just did. I want to drum up more business, so everyone's uh, like, "Oh, we uh, we got we got a real life orphan." What's the orphan? Oh, that movie. Yeah, we I got could a real life that. one. I could rewatch that once, or actually just once, never twice. It's fine. Um, yeah. So Natalia is the girl in the new story that everyone's, mm-hmm. you know, um, and she is Russian question Ukrainian. mark. She's Ukrainian. Okay. Yep, yep. So Dr. Phil just interviewed her. Piece. Yes. Yes. I, I looked at those articles a little bit ago and he believes that she does not know how old she is. What? I mean, I get it because, like, my dad's adopted, so like uh-huh. he could be give or take a year older or younger, and he yeah. actually is. Like his birth date, I think, is um, assumed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. same thing. Yeah. So like there, there is some clout to that. Like if you're an orphan and you've been in an orphanage, like you're not celebrating your birthday every year, and like maybe it's something that you end up forgetting, and then. You know, your new family says, oh, and your paperwork, your birthday is, you know, the 12th of Figamabob. And then that's when you celebrate it. Um, But so long story short, the new story with Natalia is less orphany than the story from 2007. But Natalia has a form of dwarfism. Yes. But it is not the same type that both Esther, the character, and the girl that inspired Esther actually have. It's an actual no. skeletal dysplasia. Um, and you can Ooh. see that... Well, oh yeah, right. Because right. I'm a genetic counselor. So is this medically um, accurate? TBH, I went through accurate. like this weird period of my life where like um, I did extensive research on like pseudochondroplasia. So uh-huh. like just for a hobby, no, for no reason. Just for yeah, hobbies. It's fine. So um it's been a minute, but uh tell me all about this uh skeletal uh contemplation. Well I, I, yeah, I don't know what type Natalia has, but you can see that she's not proportional. Like her head seems larger for her body and like her chest cavity is very puffed in compare like it looks puffed in comparison to like a person who is proportional so right. that is different than what Esther and the quote real Esther have which is a type of dwarfism that is caused by the underlying condition that both the character and the real person have which is um hypopatu- hypopituitarism so like they just oh. They just don't go through a growth spurt, but their body is still proportional. So um, it's like it's more glandular than it is skeletal, correct? It's exactly that's what it is. So like they don't have secondary sex characteristics, like growth of hair or boobies or things like. No that. boobs for you. Um, no boobs for you, Esther. Um, 
Um, oh my God. But anyway, so, so this couple adopted Natalia like 10 years ago. And then it's like now this whole story comes out where almost immediately the mom was convinced that she was not nine or like seven. She was supposed to be like seven to nine when they adopted I think her. She was and supposed then, to be, I think she was actually supposed to be six. So you're pretty supposed to be six. Okay. So she's supposed to be, so she was a youngin. Yeah. And then the mom was like, I don't know if I believe this. I think um, she's older and like, there's this whole thing that when the story first broke, she was talking about when she was giving Natalia a bath and she had like full on bush. And yeah, that's um, what I, I was mean, like when I read that, I was like, "What the actual fuck is going on here?" Yeah, then I would be like, maybe I wouldn't have, maybe you know, I, I don't think I would have. Who knows what she did, but I would have stopped that bath immediately. I would have been like, done. "Okay, well, we're making a doctor's appointment because yeah. that's definitely not normal for a six-year-old." So let's get that right. checked. Yeah. And then, and then they, they, so they did take her to the doctor and what they, what they repeated multiple times in the news stories is that they did bone density testing. Um, and I mean, again, I'm not a doctor, I'm a medical professional, but what I do know about bone density testing is when you're doing it, it can be useful, but it's not very accurate in terms of aging. Um, you know, our, our bones typically calcify completely uh, after we go through puberty. So like in the twenties, typically um, because before that you're like, you know, growing, growing, growing. So your bones have to still be flexible if you will. Um, But they did bone density testing and they were like, Oh, she's like 20. And I was like, okay, but, did they really come to that conclusion just on the bone density testing? Like they could have done so many other tests. They could have done, um, you know, uh, basically just a whole slew of hormone testing, like pituitary yeah, testing, like, thyroid, I was say, like a sweat test, like all the things, like w- what are her hormones doing? What do they look like? Um, and then, you know, there was also like the mom claiming like maybe she's having her period, but she doesn't know. And like, is she hiding pads or tampons and all these things and and so basically they're like this girl is not a girl she is already a grown woman and then they started talking about how she was very depressed and potentially bipolar and she would have these quote episodes where she would basically like try to kill the family that adopted her and there's this one story about how they were on vacation somewhere and they were walking past, I don't know, bushes or something that was potentially going to hurt somebody if they fell into it. And the mom claims that Natalia pushed her into said thing that gave her an owie. I think it was an electrical fence, actually. I think it was an electrical fence. But so she was like, she was trying to kill me. She's trying to kill me. And like, so again, Dr. Phil has now, um, interviewed both Natalia and the parents. I haven't seen anything about the parents interview yet, but they're basically like doubling down and confirming that Natalia was not a girl, but actually a woman. Like Britney um, Spears. Like Britney Spears. Um, and that basically they shouldn't be getting charged for the child endangerment and child, um, uh, abandonment because 
they got her an apartment that they paid the rent for for a year and they left her there and they were like, well, she's a grown woman so that she can take care of herself. And then they moved to Canada to get away from her. You don't have to move to Canada. You could literally move down the street. It won't make a difference. I mean, it seems very extreme. And we were not living in the household, so who knows? I do uh, know why they moved to Canada. It was um, their son is on the autism spectrum, but he tests oh, right. um, like a genius. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was accepted to an engineering college there. So that's so why they moved they to Canada. There to, yes, to it wasn't it. to explicitly get away from Esther Jr., Oh, right. But yeah, this is also the like the mom has like written books about how to successfully raise children with autism and all this stuff. So it's just like, right. It's a whole... She's like celebrated. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um, it seems like a very much like skeleton in the closet situation. But like, hopefully that all gets figured out. But so that's story number one of Natalia. And she's supposed to be like the quote, real life orphan circa 2019. Right. But um, this movie came out in 2009, and the story that inspired it happened in 2007. That's crazy. Um, and the person that supposedly was the inspiration for Esther is a woman with hypopituitarism named Barboa Skler. Sklerlo, oh no. Her first name is Barbo- Barbora. It's like Barbara, but with an O in the middle. So it's so Barbora. Like the Ukrainian version of Barbara. Got it. Yeah. And her last name is Sklerlova. 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 We're just going to call her Barbara because I can't pronounce her name otherwise. Um, but essentially, Barbor- Barbara. Bar- Barba. Jesus. Barbara has hypopituitarism. She supposedly grew up in a cult run by her father who was into the punishment and um, torture of children as a way to serve whatever higher power that his cult served. No, Um, thank you. Yes. So basically the story went down in the Czech Republic. And okay. At the time, Barbara was 33 and okay. in college. And there's other moving parts to this story. So there's Barbara. She's in college. Um, she meets in college a woman named Katerina Morova. And Katerina has a sister named Clara. And both Katarina and Clara have a history of mental health issues where they believe that they have heard messages from Joan of Arc telling them that they have a higher destiny and purpose on this world. Um, So likely schizophrenia, but it's never been confirmed. But anyway, Clara... Yeah, some type of schizoaffective disorder. Yeah, so Clara and Katarina become friends with Barbara through school. And um, somehow along the way, Barbara ends up moving in to Clara's house with her and her husband and her two sons. And um, 
as time goes on, the husband is like, Barbara makes me uncomfortable. I don't like this. She's changing you. And he leaves the situation. And Clara moves in. I mean, Katerina. Katerina moves in with Clara and Barbara and the two kids. So now they're all in the same house. Okay. So that's kind of like setting the scene here. Now, Barbara is extremely manipulative and has a history of posing as a child because of her condition to try to get families to adopt her. Um, and she actually convinces Clara to, quote, adopt her as a 12-year-old daughter. And um, her name is not Barbara, but... Oh my God, where's the name? What's her name that she gave to them? I think it's like Anna or something. Anna Karenina? Sure. Um, what's the name that she gave to them? Oh, Anika. Anika. So, so close. she says. She says, I'm your daughter now. My name is Anika. It's not Barbara anymore. And I'm 12. Okay. So, so Katerina and Clara are like, cool. That's awesome. Now, according to conjecture and police and all the things, um, Clara was a pretty good mom to her two boys previously to meeting Barbara or Anika and having her move in and all the things. But now Barbara slash Anika has the situation that she wants. She is in the house with the two sisters and the two children. And she's like, yo, my dad has this cult and it's all about children torture or whatever. So Barbara somehow convinces Clara and Katarina to start very intensely punishing the boys and in the basement of their home, they build a steel cage where the boys are forced to live with little or no food and water naked. Um, okay. And, yeah. And they install a baby cam to keep an eye on them. Um, but basically, they're living naked with no food or water um, in their own filth. And... This goes on for a while and Barbara slash Anika convinces Clara and Katerina to start feeding the boys a lot, kind of like Hansel and Gretel style, mm. so that they can now do this culty thing for the cult that her father runs. And basically they fatten them up so that they can then pull them out of the cage, bring them upstairs, cut off a piece of their fat on their body and then force them into cannibalizing it. Cute. So intense shit. Um, and both of the boys, this happens to them once according to records. Um, and then either than that, they're like just living in this crate in the basement. Um, so eventually what happens is the neighbors for C Clara have a baby and they also install a baby cam but their baby cam picks up on the signal of their crazy baby cam 
and they go to go check on their child. They're like, wait, that's not our baby. That is a boy. What is going on? So they're like, this is weird. Something's going on. They call the police. The police bust this whole operation down. But as soon as Barbara realizes that the police are coming, she runs downstairs and lays down in front of the crate that the boys are in Mm -hmm. and starts like crying. And when the police discover what's in the basement, she's like, help me, help me. My name's Anika. I've been forced to live down here. Um, ah, I'm young. I'm only 12. Like, I'm not Barbara. Da, 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 da. So they take Anika and the boys into custody and they arrest Katerina and Clara. Um, and they put the boys and quote Anika into, you know, a home for children. And she slips away and disappears. <laughs> And I mean, um, clearly that's your MO. Right. So basically what she does is she runs out of the Czech Republic. Um, she starts a new life. Um, and she becomes a boy named Adam, who was a quote child genius. And she convinces a couple to adopt Adam as their child. Um, And Barbara lives as Adam for a while until in art class, the art teacher in the school is like, you're drawing a painting of children with like wounds and bloody shit all over the place. This makes me uncomfortable. Right. So so they call the police, which I don't know if in America you call the police for that, but they did. And they realized, oh, this is not a boy named Adam. This is Barbara. So they arrest her. She goes to jail for like five to seven years. And then she gets released in 2012. And now nobody knows her whereabouts. But <gasps> so that is. Legas. Yeah, that's the real life story of the person who um inspired the character of Esther um there's well, also there's I like, think they should have taken some cues to be honest yeah i mean there there's like there's other stories like there's stories of like not bad people posing as children because they just want an education or something like there's a story oh, of yeah 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 there's there's this african american woman who posed as a preteen just so she could go to school and finish her education because she couldn't afford it otherwise but like Girl, she got I feel caught. it yeah she got caught she went to jail um but you know she wasn't like psychologically manipulating people into semi killing their children or something like that no she just wanted to read like tolstoy yeah like she wanted to actually learn how to read and write and do math and etc and maybe do something better with their life i mean Uh, education is illegal because that makes you smarter than the government am i right am i right i i don't know i (laughs) i don't know about that one but yeah so i've i've read 1984 i know what's going on (laughs) it's current it's happening right now there's there's conspiracy theories abound here so many Um, i have a an envelope like uh what's what was that presidential candidate and his uh binder of women that asshole remember that presidential candidate and he had his binder of women no 
Oh my god, it was like not the 2016, it was like 2012 presidential election. Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney, he had a binder of women. Yeah, apparently he had like a binder full of women. I think it was supposed to be like less malicious than it sounded. Like these are this is like a binder full of like women that I would love to hire and like put into, you know, powerful roles within the government. But it just sounded sexist and stupid. Yeah, it does. It sounds um, like you're collecting them like Pokemon cards. Yeah, or like sexual endeavors, but uh <laughs> Yeah. Speaking so, of weird sexual endeavors, uh, the orphan. <laughs> girl, indeed. So, um, so, so the orphan, the orphan has animal abuse. I said it. It does. Yeah, with the pigeon or the bird um, and the yeah, rock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the bitch is cray. Um, right. I I don't I don't like stigmatizing mental illness, but like this bitch is cray. Um, yeah, I don't even like using the term crazy, but this individual. <sighs> has lost all of her marbles not even one left in there and in the movie they don't really explain why she has this tendency towards violence they just they're they're like oh she has this condition that makes her smaller and able to pose as a child um but she's very violent small Um, and evil she's small and evil and has a tendency towards basically like sexual aggression that turns into rage when she doesn't get what she wants and what she wants is that daddy d but Um, also it's supposed to be one your father figure regardless of your age like this uh person is like loving you in a different way well to her she wants the love in all the ways Yuck. I think I think when they say something's wrong with Esther, I think what's wrong with Esther is that she has daddy issues. That's all I'm saying. Um, I think um, they go way beyond daddy issues. I feel like I, there is a lot of um, yeah. just aggression, period. She just has issues. Yeah, there's a lot of blacklight paint going on, you yeah. know. How'd she get um, that? I, yeah, because I don't think they bought that for her, you know. No, I don't think um, she gets an allowance despite how nice that house is. Right, Jesus Christ, this fucking house. Oh, Jesus Christ, this fucking architecture. It's like an Andrew, like, uh, what's his yeah. name? That guy. I don't know, but the whole time I was just like, they're rich. I want their house. Um, I want their life. Yeah, I want their rich ass life, but not with the creepy child thing. Um, right. So, all right. Um, orphan. Uh, the things, all the things. Um. What shall we do next? Should, should we should we talk about what we th- enjoyed about this movie in the segment called "That Spooky Bitch"? Sure thing. All right. So, what did you think was spooky, bitch? Um, besides the whole movie, <laughs> yeah. um, I really enjoyed when she finally lost her bananas, and she like took out her fake teeth oh my god yeah like her her detransformation really got my goat right and then i was thinking how did they i mean like obviously through makeup and prosthetics probably but they took a young girl and made her look like a world weary like tiny grandma person right Nobody um, wants a tiny grandma person coming at them in the dark. Nobody. It's, yeah, it's like it's horrifying. Like I can't. 
And um, yeah, I would agree with you on that. Um, honestly, I feel like any point at which Esther like kind of snaps a little bit, um, I think the part that was the most uncomfortable for me was when she forces Max into helping her kill the nun. Mm, yeah. Um, C- isn't it CCH Pounder? Oh, I don't know. Because um, I know she's in this. I can't remember. Is she the oh, one? Oh, no. That- I think she was the um, the uh, social worker, maybe. Oh. Nope. The- nope. She was the Sister Abigail. Okay. Well, she whatever. She was the nun. Um, so yeah, that was, and then like the, what, like when the nun is realizing what's happening and she's like looking, like she sees Esther coming at her with the hammer and Max is like, what, like, what have I gotten myself into? And then like these children have been like psychologically put in a place where like Esther has scared the shit out of them to a point where they're not going to talk. It's like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And she knows what she's doing. Um, but yeah, it's like, I don't know. There's, there's so many signs. Like, you should not have brought this child. To, well, she's not a child, but should have not brought this individual into your house. Um, right. And then, like, I think the other thing that I like about this movie that pisses me off about this movie is every time the dad is like, Maybe it wasn't Esther. Like, maybe it was just an accident. And, like, why are you such a fucking stupid man? Um, Because he's a man. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, he's like, He's a man whole... in film, basically. Yeah, but it's just, like, your your wife... Like, yes, your wife had a drinking problem. I get that. It doesn't mean you should never trust her again. Yeah, that's a stretch. That's just like being resentful in your marriage, which is quote unquote unhealthy. And if we're talking about being resentful in the marriage, he's the one that uh, confessed to her that he was cheating on her. And then she decided to keep him around anyway. Um, Yeah, there's there's a lot of things in this movie, which I feel like kind of brings us to our newest segment, which I have coined. We could have avoided this. Right. Um, (laughs) Yeah. We could have avoided this, this whole movie. Yeah. So in this segment, we basically talk about how the entire movie could have been avoided. And I feel like there's multiple layers here to this one. So number one, the whole marriage situation could have been avoided um, if they just amicably split up when they should have to begin with, because maybe they still have love for each other, but they're like not in love. You know, um, this could have been avoided because having a child does not fix a broken marriage. Yeah. And and I will say I appreciate that Vera Farmiga's character does go to therapy and she talks about how losing the child affected her and all these things, which is a very real thing, which is a super duper real thing. But. All signs point towards maybe you actually weren't ready to adopt yet. Um, yeah. And also, when a small child who was supposed to be like seven to nine years old knows a really old song really well and isolates herself from everyone else in the orphanage um, and like has a faintly Russian accent. 
It's like um, it's like dogs, man. Dogs can sniff out when something's not right. So those other kids sniffed her out pretty well. Right. Like when when all the hairs are sticking up on your limbs, etc. Like just don't don't, a- don't adopt it. Yeah, don't adopt it. And it all happened very quickly. Like it was like, I think we have a bond with her. Cool, let's bring her home. Um, That's like, not how adoption works, P.S. Number one, not how adoption works. Number two, just no. So this could have all been avoided if they just didn't, you know, adopt Esther, obviously. Um, but it could have also been avoided if they paid enough attention to their children even after they did adopt Esther, because, like, Max is throwing off some pretty clear signals that she is, like, going through it. She's having a trauma. She's small. She's she's not talking. Yeah. And, like, and she's not talking just because she's deaf. Like, she's not talking because, like, she's scared to talk. Yeah. Um, It's like selective mutism. Girl. And then, like, you know... Even if we got to the point where the the nun had already died and all the things, like when the car got put in neutral by Esther and rolled like down the hill and and you know Max was still in the car and stuff, mm-hmm. the the fact that both the therapist and the husband did not believe at all that maybe it wasn't because she was drunk, like she was clearly not inebriated, right. Like, it's too much. Don't don't push don't push an agenda that's not there. <gasps> Man, so, I feel so, like this film is just unfair to women. I said it. It was super unfair to women, and like, like Vera Farmiga did play her character like very strong. Like, I am woman. I will stick to my suspicions and my hunches and etc. Right. But like, as a whole, it was like. Oh, if you're crazy, you're crazy. Especially if you're a woman. Like, you just can't be trusted. Absolutely. Like, female hysteria? Hi. Female hysteria. So how could this have also been avoided if we just listen to people and we don't concentrate on their genitals? Yeah, don't pay attention to my genitals when I'm having a manic moment. Just Mm -hmm. saying. Like, hi, my eyes are up here. Like, shut the fuck up. My brain is not in my genitals. My brain, yeah. It's different, opposite sides of my body, really. Um, <laughs> north and South Pole. North, literally. So so these are all ways that this could have been fucking avoided. Um, alrighty. Do you, what, what do you want to do next? Do you have, do you have one that you want to do? Um, I don't think we should fuck, marry, kill this episode. Oh, because... girl. I kind of, I'm super happy you said that <laughs> because I didn't know. <laughs> Honestly, there's just, there's a lot of people I want to kill. Do you know what I mean? Um, this whole film is toxic and I'm, I don't want to be friends with any of them. Like, yeah. Um. Maybe Max. Um, no, I don't even want to be friends with Max because like, she's going to have a lot of baggage to deal with. And I, I mean, know that's yeah. like. That's horrible to say, but like No, it's not. It's not your kid, it's not your problem. <laughs> right. And like even Vera Farmiga, I love her. Like I was so excited to watch this movie because I was like, oh, I love this woman I and do too. her work. I understand, yeah. And she was good in this movie, but it was still like, oh girl, you're going through it like so hardcore right now. She was it's... she was conducting the hot mess express. Yeah, and then like like even 
even her mother-in-law who was like around at random times she was also just being a real bitch to her um but like the the husband's an architect and apparently that's how they, that's how they get all that fancy money like they get a nice right. house and it's like, like an Andrew, it's an Andrew Lloyd Wright inspired home. So he's basically being a copycat. Um, he's not original. Peter Sarsgaard, I feel like he just continuously plays a dirtbag, and it's like not his fault. Oh my god, he was. I mean, so Arthur actually, um, I don't want to say forced, but coerced me into watching the Green Lantern movie with Ryan Reynolds because Ooh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was I was like in the middle of cooking dinner and he put it on and then it was just like on and I was like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Um, but in that movie, Peter Skarsgård plays like the bad guy. Um, yeah, and he was the bad guy in Skeleton Key. So he is just. He's good at being the bad person. I agree. I feel like um, that's not fair to him. But he's like, really, whatever. He's, like he's really good at projecting a persona that has bad morals, I guess. Yeah, he's say. like a thoughtful villain. Like he knows what he's yeah. doing and he's doing it anyway. Um and like ugh, like in this movie, like so many things have gone on around this little girl. And like everyone is saying stay away from her da da da. The night that cuz cuz Vera Farmiga goes up to her and slaps her and is like what the fuck did you do to my son? And like honestly, I get that part. Like she is ultimately a stranger in your house. Um, all she's done is cause trouble. Maybe you shouldn't have slapped her, but that's besides the point. Um, she's in the hospital. He has to take home Esther and Max. And then, like, you know what, you know when is not the time to consume a bottle of wine by yourself? The night that you have to bring your biological daughter and your adopted daughter home because your wife and son are both in the hospital like not the time to consume a whole bottle of wine by yourself no no poor choices he also had like a cigar out like just poor choices like what what is he is he like a 1920s like fat cat villain like i'm gonna smoke a whole cigar and drink this wine like it's just so pompous But, like, also, like, also, this makes me feel gross thinking about it even. But when they have sex in the kitchen and it's, like, kind of, like, gross, like, like, doggy human, like, animalistic sex. Yeah. Like, how many times did the wife say, like, this is not a good idea? And then she just, like, kind of let it happen anyway and there's a line between like role playing ish and then like maybe actually listen to your partner like oh um, yeah maybe you're right maybe we shouldn't do it in the kitchen maybe you're like, not in the mood maybe just like consider somebody else's feelings in yeah. any sort of sexual context just just saying and he was just like he he was like no this is happening it's happening and like like i get like being in the moment and being like this is hot and stuff but there are other rooms in your house that aren't basically a stage to every other room that has a door you can close and lock um but you, you know what's three children you, you know what's also sexually children. attractive um when your partner is consenting and giving back the same vibes that you're exuding yeah, and like I don't, I don't necessarily think that she 
was not consenting, but I do feel like it was very much like a, the train has already left the station type of thing. Right. Like, this um, is what we got to see it through. Yeah. So, like, oh, oh no, I'm a man. I have a boner. What am I going to do with it? Ooh, like that you, whole thing. You tuck it into your sweatpants, soldier, and you get on with your life. Or you, like, go upstairs, take a shower, deal with yourself, and, you know. Be a person. Figure it out. I mean, yeah. your wife is not, um, like, a dumping ground for your indiscretions. Oh, gross. And then, yep. like, yeah, that, that one other time where it's, like, raining and she's, like, wearing, like, a more scantily-looking outfit than usual and she climbs under the covers and, like, gives him head for five seconds. I was like, no, abort mission. Like, I can't with this. Abort, abort. Um, yeah, so, like... Yeah, their marriage is just fucked from the beginning. Also, um, this movie, I said it once, I'll say it again, is super unfair to every woman. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, think about it. So, like, the nun, yeah, super unfair to her. Mm-hmm. Dr. Browning, the therapist, unfair to her. I mean, she's why gotta, the... She's got to listen to Vera Farmiga bitching and complaining about her, <laughs> how, about her, like, fucking weird kid. Like, that's unfair. But then, like, also unfair to her because Esther is manipulating her because she's a master manipulator. Yeah. And then, like, Esther is manipulating everybody else. Very unfair to Max because she's just, like, between, like, a rock and a hard place, basically. Basically. Um, I I will say I don't think this movie is being unfair to the mother-in-law because she's just mean. Yeah, I don't care about her. I don't care about her or her feelings, to be honest. Yeah. And then, like, also unfair to that very minor character who was, like, flirting with Peter Skarsgård because she was just trying to get some D. And he's like, oh, I'm not into that. But maybe I kind of am. But, like, I can't say that because, like, oops, I got caught once already. You know? Yeah. It's not Um, because he doesn't want to because it's morally wrong, but it's because he got caught. Yeah. Unfair to that girl that got pushed by Esther because that was just woman on woman violence, but also like Esther's crazy. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but you know, like it's also a good lesson for like not bullying someone because you don't you never know what's in the head of that other person that you're bullying. I, well, yeah, they might be a you know, thirty something year old woman in the a body child's of, body. Exactly. And they're yeah. gonna so think about that on. next time you bully somebody. I mean, honestly, <laughs> any bully should realize, you know, there's consequences to your actions. Um, Wholeheartedly. Sometimes, sometimes it's um, you adopt a 33-year-old woman in a child's body. Mm-hmm. Do you have any recommendations? Don't watch this movie. <laughs> really? That's your recommendation? I mean, if you've seen it in the, like, recent last couple of years, you don't have to watch it again. It makes it, me really uncomfortable. Yeah, it's really spooky. Um, And, like, it does make me uncomfortable in, like, a this is a scary movie type of way. Like, this, this is, like, a psychological horror thriller type of yes. situation. Um, It's, like, I understand why it was so well received because it was like such a different idea. Yes. And it's actually done really well. Um, it's very atmospheric. Um, it's very like 
upper class and how the upper class can have problems too. It's like all the things that anybody wants to have an escapism when they go to a movie. Right. Um, but like just for me, like if anyone is like me where they sometimes look too far into the psychology of characters and what they're watching or like the medical side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, this I can movie, see how that would take away from you. It just makes me really uncomfortable. Like the part where Esther is trying to suffocate the son in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like I was so anxious that I was like putting my head under the covers type of situation not because I was scared, but because I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is no bueno. Right. Um, so my first recommendation is, like, watch at your own discretion. That's fair. Um, I understand that fully. But what I would... I mean, watch any other movie with Vera Farmiga in it because she is beautiful and gorgeous and wonderful. I have a question, though. Had Did you like this more 10 years ago before all of your 10 years of medical training? Probably, yeah. That I was just curious if that played yeah. any part like, in your decision. I, I do think it did because I also I was like, oh, you know, I mentioned to Arthur we're doing The Orphan. Like, um, mm-hmm. do you want to watch it with me? Whatever. He was like, no, I can't. And I was like, why? <laughs> I mustn't. And he was like, this is one of those movies that just triggers me greatly. Okay. Um, and, like, I get it from his perspective because he works with kids with psychological yeah, issues. Absolutely. Um, he also was a kid with psychological issues. I don't um, think Arthur is like, a 33-year-old woman trying to kill his family. He's definitely not. He is See? a 33. He's a 30. He's a 34-year-old homo. Um, right. But he's not a 33-year-old child. Yeah. But he's not a 33-year-old child woman trying to break up families across the globe and then burn their houses down after she stabs the father because he won't give them the D. Um, I mean, sometimes you just need the D and he won't burn the house down. Ugh, I mean, like, she, like, if she wanted to, she could probably go find some D, you know? Right. Um, I mean, maybe not because she looks like a child, but whatever. I, I digress. Ugh. Well, unfortunately, there's probably some people out there that the, 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 <gasps> like, their dream We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. Um, and, like, the, the one thing that I do love about this movie is, like, right at the end where she's, like, trying to get out of the lake. And she's, like, don't let me die, mommy. And she's, mm, like, and, I don't like and it. Vera Farming is, like, I'm not your fucking mother. And then she punts her in the face and she goes under the water. I don't like it. Blah, blah, blah. Um... Yeah, so recommendations. Watch at your own discretion. Um, other recommendations. Um, I feel like in general, a recommendation from both of us is you should listen to Beach to Sandy Water to Wet if you aren't. Um, yes, it's um, it's delightful. It it soothes my soul when I'm really busy at work and like I yeah. just need like droning sounds, but pleasantly. It's it's like a really good passing the time podcast. It's silly. It's lighthearted. They're quick. The, yeah, they're pretty quick. I mean, the episodes do get longer as time goes on, um, but they're pretty quick. Um, Baron of Cream. Yeah, uh, the bad boy of podcasting. That's me. <laughs> um, you are the bad boy of podcasting. Um, and I mean, what else? Um, Just Christine and Alexander Schaefer doing what they do, and that's reading one star reviews. 
yeah, it's great. They're they're both so um, uh, personable. They're it's, they're. It's a nice lighthearted distraction from real life. Yeah, so they're very fun together, and they're siblings, and that's great. Um, what other recommendations do I have? Oh, I've been watching the second season of um, Castle Rock on Hulu. Oh, okay. I haven't watched any of that yet because I heard the first season you have to pay a lot of attention to, and I do not have that attention in me. <sighs> currently so yeah so i realized in starting to watch the second season that um hulu doesn't do those catch-up videos like netflix does mm-hmm. like happened oh previously. like the recap in the first yeah five seconds or whatever and i really enjoyed the first season um because there's a lot of actors and actresses in it that i that i enjoy outside of this like stephen king universe um right. But mostly because of Sissy Spacek, because she's in it, um, and it was it was good. It was a good story. Um, it was like one of those Stephen King stories where like the ending and or the whole thing doesn't make full sense, but like you just let it go because it's good storytelling. Right. The second season is like there's components of the first season that you kind of do have to understand because it takes place in the same general town area. Yes. Um, And there's references to characters or events from the first season, but also it's like the premise of like Castle Rock being this part of the country where like weird shit always goes down because there's so much weird shit because it's like one of those conduits for like weird shit. Oh, like Erie, Indiana. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so like the story in itself is not related to the first season, but you have to know enough about the geographical area from the first season to kind of understand the logistics of everything. I just really like Lizzie Kaplan, so I'd watch it. Well, yeah. Um, you know, um, I, like I turned it on and I was like, Janice, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was another, she did some other show. Uh, the master on Showtime that was really Masters good. Yes, yes, that's yeah. the one. I just I look at her and I'm like Janice, you know. Janice, Ian, I love you. Um, but yeah, no, it's good. It's a really good story. There's um, there's there's a lot of grossness, but like not super gross. Um, yeah, well, it's based on misery, so. Well, oh, well, I I realized that very quickly because um. Which is well, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, you'll, you 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 would you would understand if you watched it, but like, I think in like the second or third episode, Janice kills a guy with the ice cream scoop. Yes. And I never thought that that would be humanly possible until I saw it happen, and I was like, oh yeah, that's that's how that could happen, you know? Yep, that happened. Um, and it was it was fun. It was it it was it was interesting to watch. And then and then like there's like supernatural things that start happening. And then like in any Stephen King story, you're like the fuck, um, the fuck, the fuck. And and then like I think we're at the point where things will start to make more sense with the supernatural things, but we're not there yet. And Maybe. Um, you know, there's just a lot of people with secrets and people don't want their secrets to be let out, but then they are let out and the shit goes down. And then everybody's just like, where does this leave us? Um, a lot of that stuff. And at some point in like the fourth episode, somebody who had disappeared for a while comes back and they're like, where were you? And he's kind of like a body snatcher type of person situation. Oh, and he, okay. and he, he's, 
He's like, I was in Derry. And I was like, Derry? You don't say. You don't say, Stephen King? Derry? Derry. I'm excited to watch this, but hopefully once my life settles down in the next, like, week or so, oh, yeah. I'll have time. Yeah, it's definitely something that you, like, you need to pay attention to a little bit. So, yeah. Hulu is aggressively advertising to me. I have no recommendations because I've, a, I've had no time for TV. Yeah. I literally come home from work do work and go to bed like yeah. i'm just zonked as a person mm-hmm. i get it um uh so i also i don't feel comfortable reading any of the characters in this movie because they make me uncomfortable so i don't want to open the library either okay do you um, want to just do pumpkins we could just do pumpkins that's totally fine okay i'm gonna give this um a three seven five okay um i was, was actually good gonna... the fir- it was good the first time second time it was fun yeah like i was actually gonna give it i was gonna give it a solid four mainly because it's like it, it's very good it's just um makes me uncomfortable for many re- reasons but it's like well made um you know you can't deny that the little girl does a very good job of playing a woman that is oh, wow. a woman who's on the verge of something <laughs> in the in the words of our lord and savior katya zamalochikova a woman yeah she's she's a real woman um so yeah so that's like what like a 7.75 um better than everybody else probably i think rotten um, tomatoes gave it a 56 let us look orphan i don't know why i just said it like like that but um no i said orphan not real life orphan story jesus google don't be don't be fooled by the rocks that i got okay so 6.9 on imdb that's like close enough 56 percent on rotten tomatoes 42 percent on metacritic um but then like those google users they they really when they love something they love it i know it was like 92 right it is 92 you are correct what a year what what a what a time to be live um power rangers were in full swing my sister was born oh what a God. time what a time with those freaking um power rangers go go um, power rangers go go and uh, there's you know like one image where she's like she like she had all that makeup on because she tried to seduce Peter Skarsgård and now she's like woman betrayed and she has like mascara everywhere with the red lipstick and she's about to take off her like thing that's covering flipper. her scars and her flipper and her oh my god and her flippers yeah um, yeah unfortunate but creepy. Um, I have mo- my own qualms about that transition, but like it's it's too late. We've gone too far, and it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter, but it's just it like matter. it's like um, it's, it's like a "Am I pretty, Mama?" moment. Um, do you love me, Mama? Am I pretty? Am I pretty, Mama? There's something wrong with Esther. Period. Also, um, I love I love how the it's just like the the nurse then the nurse then the nun comes to the house and she's like. I know she's here, but there's like there's something wrong with Esther. Anyway, like, like, like I don't want to say anything, but like also I like I think she might be like she might be like forty. Like I don't, 
Like I, like I can't. Might, <laughs> she might have her driver's license. I don't know. Like I, like I, like I, like I, I, I don't want to say anything for sure, but she like she might have killed like families. Like she might have like burned down houses. Like she might be. She's like super insane. Like I don't want to start rumors or anything, but like she, she might. I don't want you to feel bad about what I'm going to tell you. Yeah. But I think you're gonna die. Yeah, yeah, like, you, know, you, you might want to give her back, but also if you don't want to, that's totally fine as well because we don't want her either. We don't want her, um, but um, we can recommend Gay you to perhaps another orphanage? Question yeah. mark. Um. Oh, also, there's a lot of Hello Kitty around the house. It was 2009. <laughs> is that what? Is that? Is that? Is that why? I think so. I think like, so. Like, the, obviously, Max's room is all Hello Kittyed out, but then like. The the sun, I guess it's like kind of on Christmas, but I'm not really sure when. But they were playing, they were playing Guitar Hero, sure. and like in the bookshelf, there's just like a giant plush Hello Kitty just sitting there. And I was like, product placement? I can't really tell what's going on here. It's mine. Sorry. Mm, yeah, I must whatever. So yeah, that's that's the um that's the orphan. Um. Also, I have a recommendation. Uh huh. Toil and Trouble podcast. Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> um, all, all the time. And not because I am uh, co-hosting and Nick will be co-hosting. Um, what are we doing next? We just did The Disappearance of Susan Cox Powell. Mm, I need to actually catch up. I, I never finished the episode um, about like the children with the black oh, eyes. Black eyed kids. You yeah. have to because there is an Easter egg at the end of that episode and there's an Easter egg at the end of this week's episode. Okay. Well then I will <laughs> I mean I do want to. Um Um I fully embrace my inner Tina Belcher and I think you'll really enjoy it. Huh. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Um okay. So you can find us at Nicholas. Oh, girl. So, yes. Um, sorry if this was a little bit choppy. I'm, you know, honestly, actually, let I me. I don't care. I'm matter. rescinding. I'm rescinding that apology because this is our podcast and life has been busy and we're just happy to be back at it. And um, oh, honestly, it feels so good. Yeah, we were super excited. Um, we have a lot of listens that are just organically happening now. So that's really fun. We have listeners from new parts of the world. Um, that's really great. Uh, I can't Canada. wait to look and see. I haven't had time. Yeah. We have more viewers. I keep wanting to say viewers. We have more listeners in Canada. That Canada's ramping up. Um, Israel. Hi from Israel. Um, Australia and New Zealand. Uh, wow. Germany, Finland, Ooh, Spain. Germany? Yeah. Uh, Spain and Turkey and the Netherlands and the Philippines. Um, Peru, Mexico. Oh my Iran. God. That's amazing. Also, yeah. new countries um, that I don't know the dialect. Inbox us and tell us how to say hi. So Correct. we can say hi to you in your native language. Um, yes. And also South Africa. That's cool as fuck. I've always um, wanted to go to South Africa. Arthur's really fascinated with the 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 um the accent. That oh, I know. Me too. Have. Um, so he, every once in a while he'll just be like, "Oh, South Africa." Um, oh, and you're like, "Okay, thank you." <laughs> yeah. Um, there's there's a commercial for Match.com where the woman is from South Africa, 
And it's like when they were doing that thing where people were just being interviewed on the street. Yep. And and it's like, oh, my sister had a baby. She met her husband. Oh, my Um Yeah, that's pretty close. I'm I'm butchering. I'm butchering. No, it's pretty it. it's close. Fine. It's pretty close. Um, I I apologize to the South Africa, but anyway, it's really cool to see that people are finding us and listening, and I hope that you stick around. So hi to everybody, and thank you to everybody. And if you are liking what you're listening to, then you can do us a favor. And on the Apple Podcasts app, you can give us a rating and a review so that we can get out to more eyes and ears. Um, but we would also love if you would just in general communicate with us. So if you have suggestions for movies or segments or anything of the like, you can reach us at the following places at our email at copulators at gmail.com on the Instagrams. Our handle is at copulators pod and on the Twitter we are at CDF pod um, slide into our DMS, comment on our pictures, email us something, etc. cetera. Um, and you know, we're, we're like basically almost done with 2019. And that means like that our one year anniversary is like right around the corner, which our is kind of crazy. First birthday. Yeah. Our child's first birthday. Um, um slide into our dms tell us we're handsome and funny um i don't know what else that's it right i mean that's really it i mean either than that you know we kind of silently dropped our new logo while we were on hiatus while ashley was moving last week um let us know if you like it i feel like like it yeah there's been positive reviews and comments but like you know, let us know um, what you think about us, about our logo, about Mr. Death Sprinkles, about everything and all the things. And I guess that's really it. Um, the Orphan was a hoot. It was 20, it was 2009. It was a different time. Um, yeah, sure was. Oh, girl. Um, poor Esther. If If only she had been given the psychological treatment that she needed. I don't um, think that would have reversed anything. She was already 33. I guess that's true. Um, well, maybe she should, she should have been in a facility where she couldn't have escaped so easily then. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, like not an orphanage, just saying. Right. How'd she even get there? Like that part's not even fully explained, but like. I would like a prequel. Thank you, Leonardo DiCaprio. Do I want a prequel about this movie? I don't know. I want to know. Yeah. So, so Leo, just pop into our DMs. Let us know. Leo, Joel Silver, make it happen. Castle sure, Rock Entertainment, listening. make it happen. Yeah. Um, and uh, via via Farminga, just uh, hit hit us up in general. Um, Please, thank you. Because I love you. I want to know. I want to know what the Conjuring Three is going to be about. If you could just give us that like insight. I, I don't know, but I have insight on a new series that they're doing. It's going to be at the about the Lalaurie Mansion, and I am pumped. I don't know what that is, but oh, all right. You should definitely tell me about it at a different point in time. Maybe um, I'll text Tori and tell her, "Hey, Tori, Tor is boring on uh, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we do the Lolori Mansion because Nick doesn't huh. know about it?" Yeah, oh. I have no idea. I have no idea it. what that is. Um, oh, you're in for a treat. If you've seen right. American Horror Story Coven, you know what it is. Oh, I have seen American Horror Oh, Story but it's Coven. way worse. It's way worse than it sounds. 
Okay. Okay, pumpkins. All right. Keep on creeping on, and we'll see you next week. Yay. Goodbye.